Welcome to the Nurses for Healthy Environments podcast. I'm Beth Shank, host of the podcast, and this is our first session in Season 5. We have an exciting series to start off the year. Our guest host, Dr. Shanda Demarest, will be interviewing nurse climate champions from around the world. What is a nurse climate champion, you ask? Well, stay tuned and listen in to learn more about the Nurses Climate Challenge and to celebrate the fabulous champions leading the way, sharing information on climate and health with health professionals. Dr. Shanda Demarest is a Sustainability Strategy Manager with Practice Green Health, where she works with hospitals and health systems to reduce their environmental impact. As you will learn, she is the driver behind the Nurses Climate Challenge, partnering with two powerful organizations, Healthcare Without Harm and the Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments. In the first podcast in the series, Shanda interviews the founding mothers of the Nurses Climate Challenge. Enjoy! Welcome, everyone, to the Nurses for Healthy Environments podcast. My name is Shanda Demarest, and I am honored to serve as the guest host for a special series featuring the Nurses Climate Challenge, which you'll hear a lot more about. Um, It's a national initiative empowering nurses to educate 50,000 health professionals about the health impacts of climate change. And throughout the spring of 2022, you'll hear from nurse climate champions about how they've stepped up to take action on climate change and how they've engaged others in that process. So I will have the opportunity to interview nurses across the U.S. and beyond who are our profession's innovators, entrepreneurs, educators, activists, and more, of course, at the intersection of climate and health. So before we kick off this introductory session, let's do a round robin of introductions for folks who are on the line with me. Jessica Wolf, can I hand it over to you first? Sure, and good morning, Shanda. Excited to be here. I'm Jessica Wolf. I'm the U.S. Director of Climate and Health for Healthcare Without Harm and Practice Green Health and a nurse practitioner by training. Thank you, Jessica. Excellent. Kara Cook, can we hear from you next? Yeah. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here. I'm Kara Cook. I am a public health nurse and the director of programs for the Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments. Thank you, Kara. Julie Moyle, over to you. Good morning, Shanda, and hello, everyone. Thank you for taking the time to join today. My name is Julie Moyle. I'm a registered nurse, and uh, I have come up through the operating room and still currently practice, I am a sustainability strategy manager for Practice Green Health. Welcome, Julie. Thank you. And finally, Beth Shank. Hello. It's so nice to be with you all. We've worked together for a long time, and I'm thrilled to talk about this particular project, the Nurses Climate Challenge. I've been hosting the podcast. This is the kickoff of the fifth season. So welcome, everyone, to to, uh, another year. Um, I am the executive director of environmental stewardship at Providence, a large health system in the West. I'm on the board of the Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments. I'm on the Healthcare Without Harm Climate Council, and I'm a fan of all these folks on the line. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Beth. And thank you so much for the invitation to spend several podcasts with you. So welcome to listeners today. We are so delighted to share the story of the Nurses Climate Challenge with you. 
I am absolutely delighted to invite all of our co-interviewees today to, to share that story and really get into what the Nurses Climate Challenge is about, what our goals are, and how you on the line can dig in as Nurse Climate Champions. So to start us off, I just want to share the overview that the Nurses Climate Challenge is co-sponsored by two organizations, Healthcare Without Harm and the Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments. And before I hand it over to hear a little bit more about uh, some of this backstory from the uh, co-sponsors of the organizations, I want to share a little bit more of my own story and how I came to be involved myself as a nurse climate champion. So in 2017, I uh, had the pleasure of serving as a clinical assistant professor at the University of Minnesota School of Nursing. And like many faculty, I was invited to participate in some type of research or scholarship. And I was really keen on focusing on the niche of climate change and nursing. I was aware of Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments. I was aware of healthcare without harm and the historical work those orgs had done. And I wanted to engage in that myself. And so I, I really reached out to these folks and, and said, I'm able to kind of volunteer some of my time as a faculty member. Is there any chance you're interested in engaging together on, a, on some type of work, on a campaign, something to bring nurses to the intersection of climate and health? I would love to partner with you. So it was a bit of a cold call. And I like to share that story because I think it provides an example of grassroots engagement in ways in which nurses, again, from any walk of life with even a little bit of background information around climate and health can make a big impact. So as I hand this conversation off to Jessica Wolf to hear more about that, I invite listeners just to hop on to the nursesclimatechallenge.org and read along, take a look at the homepage as we are having this discussion, because I think it might be an enticing way for you all to become nurse climate champions yourself. So, so Jessica, I um, would love to invite you to share more of the story from the healthcare without harm side. Tell us how that organization came to involve itself with nurses and grew to collaborate on this program. Sure, thanks, Shanda. So Healthcare Without Harm's co-founder was a nurse named Charlotte Brody. Charlotte is now the Vice President of Health Initiatives at the Blue Green Alliance. And prior to the launch of the Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments, or ANI, in 2008, Healthcare Without Harm had a nursing work group and something called the Luminary Project, um, which worked to recognize nurses working on environmental health. And we, uh, Healthcare Without Harm, launched that luminary project with the University of Maryland School of Nursing and the American Nurses Association. So fast forward a number of years when I joined Healthcare Without Harm and practiced green health in my current role in 2017, Charlotte Brody was on the board, as well as Laura Amberco, who is a professor of nursing at Georgetown University School of Nursing and co-director of the Mid-Atlantic Center for Children's Health and the Environment. I was a nurse practitioner, and we had a number of other nurses on staff in practice green health and our global team. And we had Beth Shank, who is the 
host of this podcast, a nurse scientist, and is a member of our Healthcare Climate Council and also very active on Annie's board. So Healthcare That Harm Leadership asked me to pull together all of these stakeholders and to launch a new nurse initiative that Healthcare Without Harm could be involved in with Annie. So, Shanda, the story you just told, when you reached out to Healthcare Without Harm, you were connected to me. So it was perfect timing. I had a, a clinical assistant in nursing who was willing to work on this project with me because often in uh, nonprofits, as, as we all know, it's hard to get all the work done. So in October of 2017, I convened a meeting of all these amazing women. And I had come to this position from being an environmental sustainability advisor at Dartmouth-Hitchcock Health, which is an academic medical center in New Hampshire. And while I was there, I had worked closely with the nurses, and I had recently implemented a project for nurses to reduce waste from personal care supplies on their units. So when I initially thought about the nurses a nurse initiative, I thought about a campaign that was based on a hospital-based intervention for which we could provide a set of resources and then measure the impact. But over the course of the next meetings in the fall of 2017, it became clear there was a knowledge gap and that we had to start with education. And we knew education would lead to engagement and advocacy. So we started to develop the resources for the Nurses Climate Challenge, and we wanted the resources to allow a nurse who didn't know much about climate and health, but wanted to make a difference to be able to engage in this campaign. So as you on who are listening here start to explore the Nurses Climate Challenge, what you'll see is you have everything you need to do this work, even if you are starting at square one. We provide you everything from a, a template to email your nurse manager to a short and long PowerPoint presentation with really strong talking points and links to research. There are resources on advocacy, education, and how you can mobilize in your healthcare setting to reduce the footprint. We then piloted the Nurses Climate Challenge at two hospitals um, as, as part of Providence, where uh, Beth Shank it works as the Executive Director of Environmental Sustainability. And then in May of 2018, at health at Practice Green Health's annual CLEMED conference, we launched the Nurses Climate Challenge with an initial goal of educating 5,000 health professionals on climate and health. So nurses doing that education. We were thrilled and uh, somewhat surprised, I guess, to see that we surpassed that goal of educating 5,000 health professionals in less than a year. So that in 2019, we decided to go big and we set a new goal to have nurse climate champions educate 50,000 health professionals by the end of 2022. And we are well on our way. Thank you, Jessica. That's a very enticing story. And I think it provides some interesting background about how grassroots initiatives can really build a lot of momentum. Um, so you referenced Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments, which, of course, is the other powerful co-sponsor for the Nurses Climate Challenge. So, Kara, I would love to open up the line to you to hear a little bit more about why Annie has chosen to focus strategically on climate change in the last several years. And, and maybe you can also share 
what are some of Annie's climate initiatives that our listeners can engage with? Thank you so much, Shanda, for that question. And you're absolutely right that as an organization, the Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments has chosen to strategically focus on climate change over the past several years. And that's that's for a number of reasons. Um, And I'll just get into a few of them here. First, um, really because climate change intersects with pretty much every environmental health issue. And so you can't address clean water and health or toxics and health without addressing climate change. It's this big looming overarching issue. In addition, the nurses within our network and the nurses that you know come to us for uh, you know wanting to get more involved and, and wanting to get engaged and learn more about environmental health issues, they were the ones who were really showing this increasing interest and engagement around climate and health. And so we were really feeling the need to kind of provide new ways and new avenues for nurses to turn that interest and engagement into action and advocacy. And also the, you know, the urgency of to act on climate change is a huge motivating factor for nurses. And the last reason I'll mention is that while nurses were expressing that interest and engagement in addressing climate change, they were telling us that they often didn't know what to do about it, or they didn't feel like an expert, and therefore they didn't feel qualified enough to talk to people about this issue or to even know what to do within their practice setting. And at uh, the Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments, we really believe nurses are in a unique position to be change agents for climate action. And so by focusing our initiatives, some of our initiatives and programs strategically on climate change, we are, we're hoping to help fill that gap in being able to educate nurses, as well as provide them the tools that they need to really feel empowered to take action. And then you also um, asked about uh, the, the climate and health initiatives that Annie has that listeners can um, engage with. And we do have, in addition to the Nurses Climate Challenge, we do have a number of different ways for nurses to get involved. I'll just mention a few here since it could get pretty long, but uh, Nurses Drawdown is is a really nice complement to the Nurses Climate Challenge um, in in which it provides uh, ways for nurses to take specific actions personally, professionally, and in their communities to help reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, Nurses Drawdown is a, a project in partnership with Project Drawdown and really helps provide nurses this connection to a global community of nurses around the world who are concerned about climate change. And we also have an environmental health nurse fellowship program, which we will be running this year, starting in um, the springtime, in which we will be um, uh, putting out a call for applicants for nurses to participate in a year long program in which um, helps build the capacity of nurses to address environmental health issues in practice um, with focusing on how do these, um, how can they work in partnership with community-based organizations to not only address environmental health issues, but to build resilience to climate change and to really help move forward community um, uh, level solutions to addressing the climate crisis. And then lastly, just overall, any the Annie Network is a great way to connect with nurses working on climate and health. We have a number of forums and committees in which nurses can participate in. 
and you will connect with leaders um, around the world who are interested in the same things that you are. Thank you, Kara. And, and thank you to Jessica as well for providing that backstory of both Healthcare Without Harm and Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments about the, the origination of the Nurses Climate Challenge. And Kara, I, I also just wanna say thank you for alluding to just how tough it can be for nurses working at this intersection of climate and health, specifically that feeling of being overwhelmed. There is so much to know, there's so much to do. And that's why we want to have these conversations so that nurses have plenty of examples of ways in which they can be nurse climate champions in their walks of life. So I'd love to shift gears here. Julie, at the beginning, you um, provided in your introduction that you are a sustainability strategy manager at Practice Green Health, which is Healthcare Without Harm sister organization that works directly with around 1,400 hospitals and health systems now across the US. You mentioned that you've also been an OR nurse for many years. So from your background, from your experience, Please tell us about how the Nurses Climate Challenge is used within a traditional hospital setting. Do you have any specific examples of nurse climate champions that might inspire our listeners? Hey, Shanda, thanks for that question. And I sure do. Um, the Nurses Climate Challenge, of course, is all about the educational materials. And once you learn something, you can't unlearn it. Um, and once you understand that environmental health is inextricably linked to ecological and human health, then it becomes fundamental to incorporate environmental health considerations into our practice if we are to honor our Hippocratic oath of at least doing no harm. So I'll give you a good example. A transplant nurse uh, who also belongs to her local SEIU labor union at Jackson Health, a huge 1,000 plus bed safety net hospital in Miami-Dade County, Florida, used the nurse climate champion materials to present to her senior leadership team and the entire organization at an open leadership forum. Can you imagine the courage and the bravery to step up to the microphone and share what she had learned? Well, her advocacy and leadership resulted in a joint Practice Green Health membership between Jackson Health and the local SEIU union, a wonderful collaboration and the start of the sustainability baseline assessment and community partnerships to help lower hospital emissions. So uh, that's, that's a great example of how I have seen uh, the Nurse Climate Challenge materials used. Julie, I love it, thank you. Um, I, I also wanna ask a follow-up question. So more broadly, how can nurses take action on climate change within acute care? And I, and I focus on acute care because we know that the, the largest percentage of nurses are working within that area of practice. That's not to say that there isn't an enormous amount of nurses within the community and public health setting, of course, but let's, let's dig a little deeper to 
that acute care practice setting? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's a good question. Um, well, if it were up to me, I would target some of the carbon hotspots, what we know to be the carbon hotspots. The goal here, of course, is to reduce emissions. And we know from from research that the supply chain footprint comprises the majority of the hospital footprint. So I would take a copy of the standardized environmental criteria, uh, and Shanda, maybe we can provide a link to that, to the next purchasing or value analysis committee uh, at the hospital and propose adoption and just start asking those questions. Um, So it's important that we as nurses show up at supply chain meetings where these decisions on supplies and equipment are made and incorporate these and other questions into vendor selection and product criteria. So that's that's where I would start. Other examples, mm. of course, would be to ask about and join um, your green team at the hospital or ask uh, to get connected with the sustainability leader or coordinator. Uh, those are also great ways uh, that you can engage with the NCC materials, and apply them in your local work setting. Terrific. Thank you, Julie. And and one Nurses Climate Challenge resource that came to mind when you were sharing more about the material and the supply utilization, we have a resource that helps nurses understand better about how they can, can be those champions Um, both individually and in a team within their workplace setting. So it really gets at exactly like you're talking about the the supply chain angle. It helps nurses have a little better understanding of how energy is utilized within health systems, how waste contributes to greenhouse gas emissions, how nurses can decrease um, the climate footprint of a hospital within the uh, cafeteria, for example. So dig into these resources, folks on the line, and get an idea of how you as a nurse can really help to scale back the greenhouse gas emissions of healthcare. So I'd like to transition and and dig even deeper into the greenhouse gas conversation. And Jessica, I'm curious, since we know that um, healthcare contributes to about 8.5% of U.S greenhouse gas emissions. Maybe you can share with us what other overarching objectives Healthcare Without Harm is working on that nurses can engage in related to those emissions. Sure. Thanks, Shanda. And I really want to pick up where you and Julie left off, which is to say that nurses are such a critical part of the healthcare workforce, and they really play a pivotal role both in hospital operations and in patient and family education. And they can really start to bring that frame of climate, health, and equity to both of those roles. So we currently at Healthcare Without Harm engage health systems in a three-pillar strategy. Mitigation, which is helping hospitals reduce their own carbon footprints. Resilience, helping Uh, health systems prepare their facilities and their communities for climate impacts, 
and leadership using the trusted healthcare voice to educate their communities and policymakers that the climate crisis is a health crisis and to advocate for policies to support health and equity. And nurses have an important role to play in each of those pillars. So nurses who work inside health systems can work on initiatives with other departments to reduce the carbon footprint. Julie mentioned you know, getting involved in value analysis and the supply chain, but that could also look like working with the facilities department to change to motion sensor lights on your unit, or it could look like working with food service to transition to on-demand ordering and menu labeling. Nurses can also ask leadership to make commitments to initiatives like the nurse did at Jackson Health. So we have something called the Healthcare Climate Challenge through which health systems commit to work on those three pillars, mitigation, resilience, and leadership. And as part of that participation in the Healthcare Climate Challenge, they're reporting on their progress and setting a climate reduction goal. We have a cool food pledge, which is a cross-sectoral global initiative that would help facilities reduce the climate impact of the food served with the goal of reducing food-related greenhouse gas emissions by 25% by 2030. And then we work with Arbor Day on tree campus healthcare, helping health systems plan and take on tree planting, thinking about how trees actually help across those different areas. They help to reduce climate impacts and they also help prepare communities for the extreme heat we're going to uh, we're seeing today and is only going to get worse. And nurses have this unique place and trusted role. So for them to engage both across their operational departments, to talk with patients and families and to talk with policymakers are all really critical roles for nurses who want to do this work. Mm, thank you. Yeah, the, the leadership, the mitigation, the resilience, it, what, what you really said that sparked interest in me is tree planting. Um, I love that. So, so thank you so much for that response. So next, um, Beth, I would, I would like to invite you to share a bit, given that this is, of course, the podcast that you host um, exclusively. On top of your roles as a nurse climate champion, um, and of course, this podcast host, you are a nurse researcher. So tell us a little bit about what data from the Nurses Climate Challenge began to show and how that evolved into an initiative directly supporting schools of nursing. Well, <clears throat> thanks, Shanda. Um, you know, the Nurses Climate Challenge is not a study per se, but we have all of us <clears throat> who have been paying attention to it have seized on what are we learning from this? from this experience, including um, feedback from nurse climate champions who uh, want uh, a different resource or are using some resources more than another. That lets us know what is effective. Um, we have gotten early on, we got questions about how do I talk about climate change in a difficult audience? Um, so we've been able to provide, and Shanda, you've done the, the yeoman's work of that, providing those sort of resources. Um, but one of the areas that we uh, noticed soon is that a lot of times the climate challenge was used in, in schools of nursing. So from faculty, including a lot of faculty who are associated with Annie, the Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments and Healthcare Without Harm, and all of us who have overlapping roles. 
And so that led us to appreciate that if we were able to engage faculty in a different way by helping provide ready to use resources that they could use with students, both undergrad and grad, and eventually we hope uh, in PhD programs with research, uh, that would be a benefit. So that really has led to the, the formation of the Nurses Climate Challenge School of Nursing Commitment. And I think, um, you know, we just had a meeting already in 2022 and it was fabulous. Great engagement, a lot of interest. It's really helping, I think, relieve some of the, the burden that faculty may feel both from the complexity and, and sometimes feeling overwhelmed by the topic and also not having a lot of time as faculty. So, Sandra, you can you can tell us uh, tell us talk about that in a little more detail. I do want to just emphasize one other piece that has come out of this work, and partly because of the people on this call, Shanda, Kara, and I, along with a with a, um, a statistician out of Washington State, have developed the Chant, the Climate and Health Tool, and now that is a long term survey tool that watches um, health professionals. Uh, perceptions and motivations about climate and health over time. And just in the late part of 2021, for the first time, we included questions in chant about the Nurses Climate Challenge. So that will give us soon, by mid-22 or so, we'll start to get some good data about um, are we seeing differences in people's perceptions or awareness about climate and health related to the Nurses Climate Challenge by measuring it on chant. But Shanda, let me hand it back to you to talk a bit more about the School of Nursing commitment. Thanks, Beth. And I, I also just want to note that, you know, related to all of the additional links and opportunities that folks have referenced on the line, we will make sure to include that for listeners so, so you can get a little more information as well. So, Beth, I appreciate you providing um, the impetus for developing the Nurses Climate Challenge School of Commitment. Uh, basically, we saw that faculty were using these resources. And in a nutshell, that, that led us to pull together a focus group of faculty who were expert educators already at the climate and health intersection within nursing schools. And over time, we have built a network of, at, at this point, 46 schools of nursing across the country who are deploying Nurses Climate Challenge resources in their classrooms, in the community, in clinicals, in guest lectures. We see really interesting um, responses coming in from faculty related to the types of courses that they're using these resources in. Um, we see it, of course, within environmental population, community health courses, but there are also some faculty who are really creative and are using Nurses Climate Challenge content within their ethics courses or evidence-based practice. Same with that climate and health tool. We work with faculty who are deploying this within public health clinical settings, acute care clinical settings, more leaning into that sustainability realm. And we have some faculty who have partnered with their DNP students, their master's students, to actually utilize Nurses Climate Challenge content within DNP projects, for instance. So there's a very wide spectrum of ways in which faculty can um, use Nurses Climate Challenge content to bolster their climate and health education. And we welcome all schools of nursing to participate. We have partners that are community colleges, academic medical centers, 
state schools, uh, Christian colleges. We have some partners that span multiple states. And so we are really eager to, to basically partner with any nursing educators that are looking to help bring this content into the hands of their nursing students. So Beth, as, as somebody who also wears the hat of an educator, as we heard Jessica announce at the beginning of our conversation here, one numeric goal that we have within the Nurses Climate Challenge is to empower nurses to educate 50,000 health professionals and students, students by the end of 2022. And we are right at about 34,000 as of today. So I'm excited to share that. But but Beth, for someone looking to engage more deeply with this initiative, the Nurses Climate Challenge, or somebody who may be learning about this for the first time, what is your sage advice to share? I say dive right in. This is a fabulous tool. Uh, it is ready to go, ready to use. And so I encourage, you know, when I talk with student groups, for instance, I encourage them to give it a shot. Try it. Try delivering the short PowerPoint. There's a short PowerPoint and a long PowerPoint for those of you not familiar. Try delivering the short PowerPoint to a group of friends and then perhaps to a class. And then perhaps ask in your clinical practice site, maybe there's a nursing unit meeting you could, you could participate in. Um, and the more that uh, you do it, the more comfortable it becomes. Um, and so that's one thing. This is ready to go and ready to use. And this is for the people who might be the champions. The other uh, point I'd just like to make is very often, and we know this from our own research using CHANT, is that nurses and other health professionals feel like they don't know enough to act on climate change. And I think that this tool really gets around that because first of all, we know a lot about health. We already know a lot about health. And we also know that we have the voice that carries. We have um, respect and trust and people wanna listen to what health professionals stay, say and particularly to what nurses say. So um, that gives us a very strong platform and at the same time, we do not have to be climate scientists. We don't have to be experts in all the minutia and facts about climate change because that would be impossible. What we do need to know and communicate clearly is that it's happening. It's something we can do something about. It's harming health. As nurses, we care about that. And we invite everyone who is a nurse or is really just a citizen of the planet to get involved in that. So I think partly it's about empowerment. Shanda, is what I'd want to say to people, because this is doable. The, the Nurses Climate Challenge particularly is a great tool that, that uh, gets over a lot of those hurdles. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you, Beth. So as we get closer to closing, um, Kara, I, I would like to invite you to share a little bit more with us. And as you shared, you are the Director of Programs at Annie. And so I'd like to ask, what are three actions listeners can take today to become more active climate nurses, of course, in addition to becoming a nurse climate champion. So what can listeners do today to become more active climate nurses? Thanks, Shanda. This is a great question because I feel pretty strongly that when we have these conversations that we should always leave folks with a call to action and with some action-oriented things that they can do. Um, so yeah, some things that you can do today as nurses or nursing students. Um, I just wanna to touch real quickly on if you are a student nurse. Um, 
so Annie has a student nurse committee, which we have committee members rotate off on a yearly basis. And for the 2021 student nurse committee, we had um, 14, 14 student nurse members who um, wanted to focus their efforts on increasing environmental health content into the nursing courses. And so what they did as part of their project is they utilized the Nurses Climate Challenge resources and pulled together a call to action for faculty at their respective um, schools. And so what they were going to do is either if their school was a member of the, the Nurses Climate Challenge School of Nursing Commitment, they were going to say, thank you for your leadership. This is really important to me. Uh, if they, they were not a member, they were gonna invite them to join the School of Nursing Commitment. And so that's one way that student nurses can take leadership in this area is to talk to your faculty members, talk to those within your academic institution and let them know that you're interested in learning more about this content and that you um, want to learn more about how you can take action as a student nurse. And that'll really help push um, academic settings to integrate this more thoroughly throughout um, nursing curriculum. Uh, the second action um, I would say I mentioned earlier is that uh, Annie has a number of committees and forums. One specifically that you can join is you can join the um, Global Nurses Climate Change Committee, which does have monthly meetings. And this is a really great opportunity to meet nurses um, who are working at the intersection of climate and health. And it provides a great venue for uh, networking and collaboration around nursing actions for planetary health. And the last thing I'll say is that nurses can become climate advocates. And so that can you know, happen in a healthcare institution and academic setting or you know, political level. And it's really, while well, your know, personal actions are very important, it's some of the actions we do to advocate for policy and system level change that really can make a great impact and help turn the tide on climate change. And I will just plug, there is a Nurses Climate Challenge resource on how to be an effective climate advocate, which gives you some really great tips and pointers and how you can kind of um, get your feet wet and start really um, engaging in climate advocacy. Tara, magnificent as always. Thank you so much for giving our listeners an overview of how else they can be nurse climate champions. So of course, I, I need to do an extra special thanks to Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments and the Healthy Nurses for Healthy Environments podcast. I want to extend gratitude, of course, to that organization and Healthcare Without Harm for building what this has become, the Nurses Climate Challenge, and what has served as a platform for thousands and thousands of nurses across the country to become more engaged in climate work together. So if this is compelling to you, I absolutely encourage you to check out Nurses Climate Challenge org. We have a platform for the United States and Canada, and now we have a platform for the Nurses Climate Challenge Europe, which you will hear more about in short order. Um, so register to become a Nurse Climate Champion today. You can absolutely access all of these resources that we've referenced today, open source, for free, as it will always be. So thank you for the work that you do. We are delighted to welcome you as part of this community. And thank you again to you, Beth Shank, for inviting this series on the Nurses Climate Challenge.
That was great fun. It is good to pause and recognize achievements we have made using the Nurses Climate Challenge materials and program. And I hope it's clear that this group has fun, they empower each other and other nurses while making a real impact. As Shanda says, please join this effort as we aim for 50,000 by the end of 2022. Please check out the links in the show notes for more information. Thank you all for listening, and please tune in for upcoming podcasts highlighting Nurse Climate Champions. Check us out at envirn.org, and please subscribe, comment, and share the podcast. Talk to you next time.